to all to the people that are you know burning out working at startups find some time to really uh, recharge because you know you're you're only going to have you're not only actually going to hurt the company if you're continue to just work yourself to you're you're just hating life that's that's not sustainable if you have a job you should be enjoying life because they're you're learning to grow i think there's a lot of opportunities in the world that we don't have I mean that we I mean as sorry as Americans here we we do have a, a privilege you know but I I know there's some places around this world that don't have the privileges we have and so just take the good with the bad right and you know just understand that you you know somebody out there is probably going to have a worse day than than yourself find ways find reasons to enjoy your setting and if not then find a new new setting I think mm-hmm. you know there there are a lot of uh, employees that you know are afraid that you know of course because of the pandemic you know it's hard going to be hard to find a job i i honestly suggest if you're afraid of that stay with your job but start looking for other options immediately if you're getting burnt out because your life and your family and your you know it is not you know worth you know putting at stake for a job i tell anybody this and this is the god honest truth and this is from my experience as a family man um as a, a older guy in startup, I hate to say it like that, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I, I, I always tell people this, when it comes to quality of life over money, choose quality of life all the time. That's that's the best choice you can make because at the end of the day, mm. there's nothing more rewarding than your family and your health. Because what, what happens when you start getting burnt out and all this stuff, or even say, you, Say you get so stressed out to the point that you have a heart attack. Then what? Then who's going to take care mm-hmm. of you? Mm-hmm. So think about those things when uh, you say, oh, I, I, I got to do this. I got to do this. This is this mm-hmm. is what I love doing. This is nah, not necessarily. Because nine times out of ten, if you work in startup, um, you're a very creative person. You can come up with different opportunities and work for yourself. Yep. Almost. So, yep. And I want to actually now transition to this next topic. How do you improve morale? I think it's, it's more than just like buying coffee and, you know, having, you know, monthly or weekly outings, happy hours. I mean, that's part of it. But I think the main thing I think that will have your uh, employees stay is if you have managers that create a growth plan for them. You know, just let them know, make them make them feel that there's a path and, and, and that there's a reason why they want to stay, you know, that they that they will be rewarded. They will have a salary increase. They will have a new title. Right. And, I, I mean, I mean, it, it should be incentivized, especially if you're like yeah. a uh, small business or a uh, startup company. I mean, it, it yeah. should be incentivized because with, with a small business and this is why I say it should be incentivized for a small business is because the best part of a small business is that it's small so you don't have to have a high a high turnover rate in order to receive a profit if you put your money into your employees i guarantee you your employees will put that time in and make your small business much better than what it it ever was so now with the startup is you're going to expand so you're going to be needing people to go to different cities different states or different areas of the company and by you incentivizing and, and growing the the pockets of your employees, mm-hmm. then you won't have to find those people to fit those roles. You already got them in house. So it's, yeah. it's a couple of ways you can do it. And that's just my perspective on it. I'm not saying it's an actual science or actual truth. Yeah, I want to 
explain this. I want to tell a story about how valuable it is when you let your team know that you know you're going to create a growth plan and this is how you're going to do it. Uh, I love stories. And I, oh yeah, of course. So I want to I want to first start out with SFO, where I had 75 employees, and I'm and I, I want to kind of crack the code for those who have a big team and they're like, Eddie, I have 75 employees. How am I going to create a growth plan on? promoting all of them when I only have three promotions that I can give out a year. That's simple. It's, it's, we're not trying to, I'm not trying to tell everyone to make a battle royale and say, hey, best person wins this promotion. You got to beat everybody out. I think you need, as a manager, you need to set the expectations. Like, look, we're, we're definitely growing thanks to everybody. And we're going to be looking to promote three more this year. Um, and here's how, you know, you set the KPIs, you set the, the expectations, you're motivated. Great. So now you're going to have everyone that's like, okay, I need to push X amount of cards, make sure we have X amount of sales, have X amount of rents of, of carts at SFO. I got, I can do it. But remember, I think you also, as a manager, need to expect, set the expectation of, even though there's only a minimum amount of spots that can be uh, filled up from promoting from within that you need to let them know that these are the skill sets we're looking for that are if someone wants to be promoted this is what they need to fit these are the criteria this is this is the shoe that they need to be able to fit and match whether it's you know showing not just initiative or just you know being able to do their job really well they need to be someone that the rest of the team looks up does right. the rest of the team even respect them do they even show that they can even be you know if i'm let's say i call out sick are they someone that can take, you know, that can fill in my shoes if I'm if I'm not there? I actually, you know, explained that, that hey, we're looking for leads now, guys. If you know, um, we're gonna be probably gonna be uh, looking to promote, you know, three leads uh, within the month. Let me know if you're interested. But at the same time, we'll be examining and, and observing how everyone's working to see like maybe we can find someone from within. But at the same time, if there's no one within this month, then we're going to have to hire from outside. Those are kind of some things that, you know, I set, you know, and set that expectation, set the bar, be transparent. Don't just dangle a carrot because that's another fly where you just say, hey, guys, you know, you know, you're just like you're going to promote. But then you kind of end up not promoting because you just want to motivate them. That's, don't do that. That's that's not cool. Yeah, because I would because if you're a manager and you let's say you have a CEO that that says, hey, we're going to uh, promote someone that's in the that's a director to a VP. So all you VP, uh, directors out there made the best person. Win. No, that's and then you end up hiring a VP that's outside. Then it's like you'd be you'd be mad, too. And so fun money. And this was during the busy season, summer. And, you know, in, in SFO, it's always going to be busy in the summer. Everyone's traveling. What ended up happening was. Um, there's some overall there was some positive effects. I never got to hire my leads at SFO, to be honest. And the reason why is because they ended up they felt that they weren't ready yet. And that's oh. a, and that was huge. And and that made me even feel more, even better that I chose the right people because they said they weren't ready yet and they want to learn more from me. Wow. That's a hundred bit good sign. Hundred percent good sign. And I'll tell you right now, it's that's that's actually that's also, an aspect of leadership right there. Just yeah, honest. <laughs> yeah. And, and and like I mentioned before, we were like the number one airport for like the next two years. And these uh, three candidates were like so good. Like I, honestly, I could have just came back home and had them run the operation. And I'd just be like, hey, and I just like call them and check in, be like, hey, how's everything? Doing? <laughs> you know, like that's how well they 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 did. And, and you know, and also you know, training is definitely a big thing. If you're part of people management skills you need to be a good trainer true how you be a good trainer you know you're gonna have to learn for yourself so back at sfo in order for me to be a good trainer 
just like us being in, in line, I think I want to use this as an example is you're going to have to get in the van. You're going to have to be out in the field. You're going to have to learn some of the simple aspects of the operation in exactly. order to be able to train. You can't just throw paper at it and say, read it and then figure it out. And be I, there in I, I think that's what gave me so much of, of an advantage with so many other people was because or more of an advantage over other people was because that's where I started out. I started out uh, retrieving the vehicles and in the vans and then I worked on the, the vehicles and then, you know, I had to manage people. Yeah. And so it, it, it gave me that nice little gap of filler for basically me training myself into a, a regional manager. Yeah. It, it, so don't don't feel like it's only have like operationally heavy companies that say, oh, you got to go in the field. No, like for every company, doesn't matter what business. If you're a, a GM, a boss of, of whatever operation, you have to be on the ground level and, and, and be there so you can and learn how whatever the product you sales or even be in the shoes of your associate for a little bit so that you can understand their day-to-day you know shifts and also just understand what it feels like to be an associate right reporting I mean, to you why would you not be inquisitive about your product yeah, yeah <laughs> you know like like if, like you know a, I, I grew that's up a red flag on you and you need to think about what you created you know you don't you, you're not inquisitive about your product you let your, your, your employees just grow your product you never went down there to see you on the sales floor or on the manufacturing floor what's going on or never mm-hmm. ask a question about this that and the third like hey how does that work or how do you do this then you know that's that's bad on you because yeah and anything could be happening Agreed. And to all the listeners, it doesn't, and this could be for anything. Like I grew up in the restaurant business. I first learned this by, you know, of course you have to try the chef's food and you have to kind of wash the floor and, 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 and serve people. You're going to have to do the dirty work sometimes as you know, my dad, you know, was, was, even though he was like the big boss, he would help, help serve or even get orders just to, just to see what, you know, you know, just to show not only to motivate the team that he's going to be there to help, but understand like, okay, I'm getting tired way, you know, being able to manage these five tables. I might need a new person. You know, those are simple things you end up getting as, you know, as a boss, once you kind of see everything from the ground level, because now you're going to start understanding what are some SOPs that you can create to kind of make things easier for everybody. Right. And like you said, and, that's, a, that's a morale boost yeah. for all the employees to actually see the boss come out there and like, yeah. what yeah. is the boss doing up out here? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Now the boss is up out here. Now we got to rumble. We got to move. Such know? a big morale, morale booster. So, um, and that was SFO. And, you know, now I want to go back to the line where I actually promoted several leads. I actually promoted, there was an associate uh, when I first started out uh, at SF, at South San Francisco, Kenny. And uh, when I went to Central Ops, um, we actually was able to find an awesome to replace me. This guy was actually from, he actually was from Motivate. And then he ended up taking my spot, the Peninsula. Um, and then we ended up promoting one of the associates that, I suggested, and he was an ops manager for a while, for like almost two years. But then he ended up leaving uh, management decisions of yeah, markets. Yeah, it, it was a lot of changes. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people that follow uh, micro mobility know. I was really proud of this one because he wasn't someone that was super vocal. He he actually had management experience, but he was kept to himself, and he really and I noticed this as a manager. Look for this. Find someone that's 
always asking questions. It doesn't mean that they don't know. They just they're just curious. They're always asking questions. And this person was very clear. This is this is uh, when I really decided like this could be the next officer manager for sure. Was he was my uh, night assessor. He was my my night lead. I told him I was like, hey, I'm gonna call him uh, uh, C. His name C. I said, hey, every night by the end of the shift, can you send me an email about everything you did? Just a sh- simple shift summary. How many vehicles are in this location? How many vehicles are in this location? Um, how many vehicles are broken? How many are in the, the container? That way I can know what to do. And at the same time, you show visibility to the next team. It's like, great. So the first time he sent it to me, it was like a really, really big summary. I was like, whoa, this is kind of like over the top. But I loved it. <laughs> but I loved it. Then I kind of told him, I was like, hey, you can, you can leave this out, dwindle it, shorten it. Because I told him, I was like, your, your colleagues are not going to want to read an essay. I'm okay with that, but your colleagues are not going to want to read an essay. So he said, okay, so what do you need me? Like, how, how should I make it seem a little, you know, easier to read? I was like, I was like, see, just show them you put this many vehicles here, here, and that's how many they should be expecting. If not, then they already know just from looking at the map of how many more they need to like kind of get by a certain amount of time in the morning. Got it. And then also... He was saying, hey, what else can I do better? What else do I need? Like That was already the indicator of someone who serves uh, or who's ready for the next step. Now, it's up to the manager to make that call, but as long as they're ready to continue to ask questions, you know, they're most likely going to get ahead of the curve within a short amount of time. Right. So I ended up promoting him, and then also that ended up happening to a person you know who is T., he, uh, who was my early associate, was actually a 1099 contractor. And so to all listeners, here's some uh, another story where it's just, it doesn't matter where you start. He was with uh, Blue Crew and, and I just ended up having him come back and come back. And, and we just, this guy was just, just he knew he, was, he, he enjoyed the setting. And that's something you want to look for. You know, have conversations. Don't, as managers out there that are listening, don't be afraid to socialize with your team i guess yes there needs to be a cop like um, like i guess like um sort of like a line being drawn but there's nothing wrong by you know, you know having like hey how's your day going everything okay um you know it's even better if you have a common uh discussion where it's just like oh hey you know you watch football oh i'm a packers fan oh my god i'm a bears fan so t is a bears fan we instantly hit it off where he's like all right eddie i can't work with you anymore i was like yeah I'm gonna have to go <laughs> like that was the joke and that from then on like that was, you know, we, we still keep in touch today about football, but that is what, and, and so, you know, I think I, I kind of had sent a pretty long story, but now I'm going to kind of like uh, finish it up where it's saying, you know, the ones you want to look for are the ones that are constant communication with you. They always want to ask questions. They want to learn and open that narrative up to all the managers listening out there, open that narrative up and say, Hey, you know, what's. Um, you know, what's something that you want to envision? What do you envision yourself in the next year or two or even five years if you want to stay with this company that long, right? Like, ask them that so that way you know how you can set up a growth plan for your team. And if and, this and is someone you really, no, really like, don't do no crazy digital stuff. Like, you need FaceTime with your people. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I know where we're going from uh coming from out of a pandemic and stuff like that but you need FaceTime with your people you need yeah. you need to have yeah. a conversation put the mask on put the face shield on put a screen up between you I don't care what you do just yeah. listen, FaceTime yeah. with your people and have a conversation don't do oh, no yes. digital apps or anything like that say so uh name three things that uh you you like about the sky no have a conversation yeah exactly 
um, really kind of not say um, get to the bottom of what they're really in, you know what they're really trying to hear for this job for I mean let's be honest out there listeners you need a job because we need to get paid especially after this pandemic <laughs> and so but but we don't understand, really figure out what would make them stay it's because because if they're just here for a paycheck they can get a paycheck from anywhere else and and the, the worst case scenario is you end up letting go someone that's so valuable that they end up another company finds their value and they end up having them go IPO right that's that's one of the worst case scenarios, I think, as a manager. Um, oh, I've seen it. Happen. And, I've seen people. Oh, yeah. Take some somebody else's leftovers and, and made them into solid gold soul. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So and really figure out like there's always things you could teach, you know, and, and find the intangibles. Uh, one thing that I want to I want to give our listeners out there another fun little fact. Uh, the reason why I got hired at Lime was not because of my experience at Espo, it's because, or that I mentioned that I know from my old boss who loved that I had rebalancing experience because, you know, back at Espo for carts, he had to rebalance carts. So right. someone, yeah, he used to rebalance 4,000 carts. He's like, oh my God. But he literally told me this, <laughs> and you know him pretty well. Literally, he said this mm-hmm. verbatim. He's like, Eddie, the reason why I hired you is because you talked really fast. And <laughs> I like, and I just knew that you're, you're, you're like, you're going to be a smart guy. You're going to catch on pretty quick. I was like, really? But, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I am smart, but at the same time, I, I appreciate that, you know, I think things that I find me being, you know, someone who talks really fast is my brain is going a thousand miles per hour. I'm thinking ahead. I'm always trying to plan ahead. And I think that's what he also got out. And so, so all you, all the people out there that talk fast, it doesn't matter. Even if you're, you're you know, even if you talk slow, it doesn't matter. But what, what right. I'm trying to get at is look for the intangibles that kind of you can relate and find past experiences with like hey like i used to work with someone that like so what they did they they weren't good at english they showed that they can be very smart now and and so find those intangibles try and find ways to find out those intangibles and really ask questions so that you know that okay this person is going to be valuable i need to make sure they get taken care of ask those questions awesome awesome so what's next for eddie lee so yeah um, i'm glad you asked so right now uh, me and my girlfriend were uh restaurant uh thanks to the help of my dad where we're taking one of his projects that was affected by covid it was a, a dessert shop no one's going to want to go get, buy dessert during the pandemic so it ended up and when i mean dessert it's like you know for all the asian listeners out there boba egg puffs um, th- that's what my dad uh, was thinking about. I mean, it's it's fast, casual, it's high frequency. Who doesn't love boba out there? And if you haven't tried boba, <laughs> try it. <laughs> and, and so, uh, but what we're doing is now we're something that's inspired from my experience going to Korea, where my girlfriend, she's Korean. And this was something that's not kind of prevalent here in the U.S. And that's a Korean street toast. And when I say Korean street toast, it's, it's a sandwich. And it's a unique sandwich that doesn't have the conventional lettuce, tomatoes, in the fixings, but it does have some traditional um, Korean ingredients. Where back in you know in Korean history, I'm not trying to bore everyone, but all they nah, you just cabbage. make me hungry. My mouth is starting to water. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of cabbage in Korea, cabbage, ham, and um, some you know canned meats and, and stuff. And they ended up making that sandwich. And you know there were some um, expats out there, so American soldiers that would be stationed out there, and they kind of. Um, back in the days, with you know, I'll the sandwich. Ready to touch on that, yep. Yeah, and so in order, so the, so there were businesses out there that made these sandwiches for the, the American soldiers, and and they loved it. And so, and it just ended up becoming not just like something for American soldiers, but it was like a breakfast thing that even like the the white collar salaryman ended up buying. And so this is something that's like old school, and and but now I'm trying to create it into kind of like a 
old school with a new school flair where I was able to hire a chef and we're trying to make it a little bit trendy. And, and to all those listeners out there that are in like some parts of the East Coast in New York and also in, New- in LA or even in, in Vegas, there are some places that have these kind of street toasts. Well, well, I mean, now the most popular thing now are eggs and sandwiches. So you have like, you know, this place called Excellent and also there's Falopoli in LA. And there's this one that I was uh, I saw in New York. I forgot the name, but they're doing that out there too. So, yeah, we thought this is going to be something new. And to all you entrepreneurs out there, um, don't be afraid uh, to start something new. You know, this is something new that I've you know kind of never done. But I appreciate my dad getting giving me the the, the keys to the, the truck, as I say, and also my girlfriend's first time running a business. It's a little bit scary, but trust the process trust your experience and and you know right now i'm telling everybody i got this but at the same time it's like oh i've never really opened a restaurant by myself yeah before, but, but at the same time you've worked in a startup before so exactly you, so <laughs> like i said earlier, yeah if you worked in a startup I, I feel like anybody that worked in a startup can work anywhere yeah um yeah. but at the same time just stay disciplined on making sure that you forecast you plan you talk things out communicate um, make sure if you don't know something, ask questions, ask people, uh, you know, I couldn't find a chef, but I was able to find a chef. And, and, and also I didn't know that there were so many compliance stuff that you need to do in order to have a restaurant be compliant. I mean, especially yeah. in the pandemic, like there's all these new processes in place. Anyways, uh, that's one project now, but at the same time, you know, I'm also, uh, starting to look for, you know, uh, you know, a time to hopefully settle down. So having this sandwich shop uh, startup is one stream of revenue. So I'm still also interviewing. I'm in uh, some uh, late stage out there, but to all the listeners that are actually hiring, that are trying to look for someone that has startup experience and, uh, you know, eight plus years in the ops and strategy role with six plus years of people management, hit me up. Yeah, my he, name's Eddie you Lee. You trying to sell on my podcast. <laughs> look, you know, uh, you know, whatever it takes, you know, to kind of, you know, uh, you know, help other, you know, companies find value or, or, you know, find the person that they need, you know, there's always different ways, you know, you can even find people in coffee shops and you end up hiring them, you know, so it's nothing yeah. new, you know, I'm not trying to, I appreciate you putting me on here, but you know, I mean, I, just, I mean, uh, most of most of the networking <laughs> that I've been doing lately has been about this podcast. So you never know, somebody may actually hear this and say, Hey, you know, uh, they got Eddie Lee. How do I get in contact with him? Well, here you go. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I'm just trying to you know find that next role that could, of course, uh, you know, and I've realized this. In, I mean, with your with your experience, experience, right? With your experience, uh, right. do you do you think that you could be some type of uh, counselor or coordinator for a startup company? Like they just bring you on for for consulting? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I'd be interested, but overall, I want to you know be a part of uh, the next role I'm looking for is just whether it's consulting or actual full-time employment is just, I want to be part of something that's, and we can open this up in another discussion one day. And, and it's mainly some company that's, or has a mission that's going to provide a positive impact in society. And as you right. know, there's so many crazy different events going on these days. I find that's something that I'm very passionate about. And, and I want to, you know, let all the listeners know is to all your hiring managers or even, you know, new, um, employees, new, new, um, job applicants out of straight from college you're now going to be the, the the foundation or the the, the i guess the uh, role models for the youth now and i think that's something that's big that we should really focus on awesome. like i said we can talk this about something different out there but 
really start thinking about how you can be a role model for a you know for the younger generation because the younger generation is going to what's going to shape our future. This company that you want to have it keep going for the next 20 years and have it go IPO, well, make sure you you set a um the correct president because, you know, you know, these these youth, the next youth generation are going to be the next entrepreneurs and CEOs that could probably, you know, need to, you know, um, be the heirs to your next company right. or even be the next big hire next level right and let them know that you know in order to steer them away from all the bad stuff in society you know be their role model and show that steer them the correct way because there's too many crazy things that are going on these days that we need to start you know focus on positive energy yeah that's true that's true that's what this channel is all about that's what this podcast is all about and that's what we all about you know just positive energy no negative energy oh, so sure. if you feel like we didn't give you a shout out in this podcast well too bad so sad <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we can hopefully we can and hopefully we can uh you know uh reach out to you uh to the, all the listeners maybe you know hopefully one day uh, we can create some type of you know live event and just have um real real uh commentary from you know actual listeners that want to speak up and, and have questions yeah and and if you do have questions um and any questions uh you can always reach out to a, a glorious dumpster fire at gmail.com yes that's the real email address so send your I questions comments uh even if you want to know more about eddie lee um or even if you want to hire him for consulting for your startup or your small business um because uh i, I really feel like eddie has a uh, a gift with his fast talk <laughs> thank you i appreciate it you know the funny thing is we was like a yin and yang like i i was yeah i was real i was more thinking and slow speaking you was more like no you're very methodical you're yeah. very methodical yeah that's that's just me like i i, I always like to look at the glass from both sides not even yeah half empty just from both sides and say mm-hmm. okay you got enough here <laughs> you know yeah where i'm just like straight to the point and you know i'm trying and you know what you can say i can i'm i'm more than open to admit that it can be it's my weakness but i try and make that into strength where you know i can you know just be as concise and 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 as uh as uh let's preventive about anything you know that's why i'm always thinking a thousand steps ahead you know i'm just kind of uh that type of person where you know i'm always want to be prepared awesome awesome so thank you for your time today man um i appreciate it man thank you for having and like, me on, and like i said man I'm, I'm definitely gonna have you on again thank you appreciate it uh i definitely look forward to it and uh this has been fun man i really you know enjoy this as if you know we were kind of sitting in front of each other you know just the pretty much doing the old things that we used to do man just hey, talk hey. back and sit back and, and just talk that's why i knew that you would be a proper guest because we would have these conversations one-on-one why not have them on the podcast and you know uh possibly help somebody else out that's uh looking for a startup situation looking forward to a startup situation or looking at uh growth of their startup um mm-hmm. so I, I was like, well, I guess I'll just have Eddie on here. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Uh, means a lot, and, and you know, uh, all you know, as a friend, you know, I, I, I got your back, man, and and I appreciate it. No doubt, man. Same here. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good, Kenny. Thank you right, so man. much. No problem.
Hi, I'm Kenneth, and this is your support group. Thanks for tuning in.